we just have to remember that 10 minutes of that was me being triggered by my family. Hello, 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 hello. We have an incredibly important episode for you guys today. Let's just jump the fuck right in because whoo, we got a lot to uncover. Reality check. Reality check. party was fucked yeah that party was its own beautiful mess let's jump <laughs> let's guys Jason Mraz on this <laughs> was that him or was that Jesse what McCartney a, what a beautiful mess this is no oh. it's Jason it's Jason Mraz it wasn't Jesse McCartney you're like, a beautiful mess it's like picking up trash in dresses I'm gonna let you take it away are we gonna start with Uche at the party yeah we're just okay, gonna okay. we're just gonna get it out of our systems so that we never have to say his name again so when Uche is interacting with these women First of all, you see him kind of pit them against each other by saying, like, I really want to hear Stacy's thoughts on this, even mm-hmm. though they all seem to be a pretty united front. And it seems like the loudest person in the room, Miriam, who is rightfully very angry about the way in which Uche is misrepresenting a friend of hers. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to note that she gets talked over the mo- most and she happens to be the darkest skinned yeah. black woman in the space. Mm-hmm. And we see this happen a lot. We can't speak to why Uche reacted and interacted with the women in the way that he did but i will just say in our bodies it felt uncomfortable watching that scene and i said that this is just such a classic example of even though miriam's reaction although it seemed intense right although it seemed like she was having a more triggered response i said but this is a classic example of how a narcissistic person can gaslight and make you feel like you're the crazy one and then all of a sudden that gaslighting is we're all looking at miriam being like yo calm down i mean we weren't but if anybody was like oh wow she really should have like handled her emotions well it's like well when someone's looking at you making you doubt your reality at all like i understand why she was so triggered but uche is doing this thing where he's speaking quote unquote calmly right but it's with this stern pointed almost like scary dictatory tone and even though he's not raising his voice in the same way that miriam is raising hers you can tell who the abuser and the one who's being abused is and i think that's just really important to note a lot of times we think that volume is what makes a fight a fight or what makes someone abusive and that's not always true i completely agree with you all right izzy and stacy i wanted yeah. to get into this repetitive dynamic in which stacy doesn't feel like she's being loved in the way that she deserves she's wanting certain things mm-hmm. out of izzy And Izzy is having these sort of tearful moments where he's like, I'm trying the best that I can and I'm giving you my all. It's really interesting because I hear him. There's a moment where she's talking like wanting more romantic gestures from him. And then he has Flower Mondays, which I don't know. Why am I having such a big reaction to Flower Mondays? Can I ask if this is why? No. Okay. And that's the end of the episode. (laughs) I think this is a core wound for you. I have the same thing where I'm like, could you just maybe like do it on your own accord like do i have to like explain exactly how to love you and then the flower mondays thing it's fine if you were like hey here's how to love me but when you say like you're gonna show up with flowers every monday there will become a point if that is not on his own accord where it becomes sort of like an empty gift where i'm like but you're doing this because like you have to. You're checking a box. Oh, this is this is getting into a deep space. Well, 
And I think it's also unfair for me to even say that, but I understand feeling that way. I love that she said what she wanted. Yeah. I love that he heard it. So it's not that in and of itself. I think my reaction to Flower Mondays is this sort of feeling where it's like, wait a second, is this entire act now of giving flowers like so ritualistic that it almost loses its value? Yes. That's like my thing, though. I don't want to like yuck their yum because i have to stop you right there (laughs) the whole phrase yuck your yum needs to go okay i (laughs) actually you're not the first person to say that and i just like want to petition on urban dictionary to be like this is over because in 2028 we're all gonna be like dude do you remember when you you used to say say, yuck yuck your yum yum. like i'm just gonna go on record and say it's pretty bad sorry the moment where he's like i'm gonna take her on a private jet because she likes to do things and oh that right like i was just like well yeah, like I, I can see you're like really performatively trying to do a lot of things. That's what it was. It's performatively. You just said the word. The issue we take is not that there's a performative aspect because he doesn't have much choice, right? She's That's saying, true. she's saying, I want this. He's like, all right, got to do this. Plus he's on camera. So there's that. What is missing for me, and this totally could have been happening off camera, mm-hmm. is her going, and how can I make you feel loved? Oh, 100%. Yes. That's missing. Yeah. The things that she was asking for, and I'm realizing this in the moment because she makes a statement about the credit cards being like, it's not about the credit cards. It's about the fact that you didn't tell me. But then why that feels so hard for me and the rest of, I think, everyone watching this show, because I've seen a lot of people make this comment. But I guess why that feels hard for me specifically is we're seeing all these other surface level examples. And so Flower Mondays, flying on the private jet. It's like, okay, well, Stace, it might actually be about the credit card debt. And if it is about that, okay, then like, let's examine that. But I feel like she wasn't totally being honest with herself. She says something to him about, we've lived such different lives. She says, you know, (laughs) he hasn't been to like nearly as many restaurants as I've been to. And (laughs) and he hasn't been to this place and he hasn't tried this thing. And she goes, it's just funny. And I was like, well, I I don't know if it's funny. I mean, (laughs) I, I get that it's different. But it does feel like a way in which she's like so uncomfortable with them having different paths as opposed to like bringing up like, but here's what's really cool about that. Or I'm going to get to watch him have these first time experiences because I'm going to treat him to these things every once in a while because I have more money. You know, we don't get any of that from her. Yeah. We just get the denim jacket with the rhinestones, which she was like so excited to wear. But then when she was like not going to marry him, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so what's the jacket about? I also found it incredible that she was like it's just funny like his favorite restaurant is chipotle and i'm like oh my god that was such a passive aggressive like classic kind of comment yeah yes and then her family jumping in to like try and tell her well well guys just really like like the rice and beans and i was like i don't even remember that moment yes so uncomfortable i do remember him saying i don't think i could ever get sick of your family and i was like really yeah that's fascinating is that him like hyper romanticizing because or or is that him just feeling really seen? I mean, at its core, Bro. I think the issue that I feel most uncomfortable with around Izzy is how whenever he's naming like his primary reason for being in love with her, the reason being she just knows me. And he's like, your family already knows me. I mean, he's speaking to something super important. We, we all want to be known. We all want to feel important. We all want to be seen. But it also does feel like so much of that is needing to come from this relationship mm-hmm. that when you're getting towards the end and he's getting together with his groomsmen and he's like, that's why she's going to like fucking marry me. 
because like I'm the fucking man. I think he's almost like giving a little bit of the male version of Lydia. Just really, kidding. I Not, think Lydia's better than that. Well, we'll get to this, yeah. but Lydia's wedding vows were solely about herself. Yeah, that was a little rough. That was really, really hard for me personally. I was like, Lydia, come on, come on, come on. And she never got there. But they both put romantic love and romantic relationships on a pedestal and above every other type of love and relationship available. And so when you were watching Izzy say that like he was so disappointed because he thought his love story was like the Titanic and it turns out the Titanic isn't real like you guys are both sort of living in fairy tales they are am I getting like angry I'm sorry (laughs) well I think the part yeah the the part that like really nags at me that's like really annoying me is this idea of like I really believe love is blind because I don't care about credit scores and I don't care about money and I don't care about x y and z the thing is really we're asking a question The, the show isn't is love blind is it's is love enough I'm sorry, but like, that is the feeling I'm feeling when I'm watching this. I'm like, what are we, what's the thing we're not saying? And that's it. The idea that love should overwhelm any other part of your needs and your relational work. I took a lot of issue with watching the interactions between Milton's family, particularly his mom and his sister and him. Oh, love is a business contract? Love is a business. But if we take these two <laughs> opposite ends of like love is a business contract and love dominates any other possible need yeah, and it will like supersede all, we got to find ourselves somewhere in the middle. And I feel like Izzy's just floating off somewhere when it comes to feeling like love is going to fix all these things related to his self-esteem and love's going to yes. fix all these things related to, you know, other ways in which he doesn't feel known. I think that I'm getting angry when I talk about it because there is a very, uh, there's a part of me that gets activated because for a long time, and there is still that part of me that exists, I, I believed the same thing. I yeah. was like, oh, I want my fairy tale romantic comedy or, you know, in Izzy's situation, I'm like, the fact that you were gunning towards Titanic actually makes sense because now I get why he's like, we got to fight till the death because this man is literally, this man is literally fighting to the death. Like, <laughs> I keep writing down, what are the evil forces that you're fighting against? <laughs> so hard to be in this relationship i mean like, what are you fighting bro, man he is at war yeah. for this relationship <laughs> they keep on saying we're gonna battle we're gonna fight and i this is where i just think yeah love is work love is hard it's not like that fucking hard off the bat i think it's like their conception of love being this all-inclusive thing means that of course then it's worth fighting for but i didn't have a lot of fight left in me watching this too i'm not really fighting for them what i am fighting for are those delicious puffy (laughs) yeast risen donuts that were covered in the pink frosting and the sprinkles in her bridal like Shower. They had like some crudite and they had some fresh cut fruit, which you guys know I'm I'm a big fan of. Yeah, yeah. Um, no melons this time. No melon, but they were like really puffed. They up. were there. Yeah. I do want to point out something that I felt was interesting. Stacy had no girlfriends in her bridal party. It was just her sister. Hmm. Just her sisters, and Lydia's was pretty chock full of of women, which I wasn't surprised by, but I was like, it made sense for that corner she dug herself in in the beginning of the season, which was, I'm a guy's girl. And I was like, 
are we seeing that manifest? Yeah, it's interesting. It's not even a detail I picked up on. Right? Yeah, I don't I mean it might not mean anything. I just thought it was interesting because I've never of all the 5 seasons, it's been friends and family. Yeah, that yeah. is really interesting. I know y'all are going to be like Naomi, you're nitpicking and like that's not the vibe. Actually, but ah, it, the same <laughs> Sorry, like deep throating the mic. The same reason that we need tidbits by Naomi are the same (gasps) tidbits. We didn't do any tidbit songs. Well, I think that we also need nitpicks by Naomi. Nitpicks by by Naomi. Naomi. It's a nitpick by Naomi. By Naomi. You were a little off. Yeah, I didn't like that. Can we try it again? Okay. Nitpicks by Naomi. It's a nitpick. Wait, you're singing a different tone. Can you sing it again for me? It's a nitpick by Naomi. She likes to pick, to pick a nit. <laughs> <laughs> My nitpick was it's when Stacy is about to walk down the aisle. This is this whole moment where like Izzy's walking down and he's like feeling like a million fucking bucks. He's like, he's like, hey, everyone, welcome to my wedding. I'm feeling great, man. Yeah. And then they like pivot to like Stacy getting ready to like walk down the aisle. And the song that's playing is Save Me. It's so it's good. It's like, save me. And you're like, oh no, Stacy. <laughs> save me from myself unpopular opinion i don't think he was feeling like a million bucks i mean i will say i don't know what was going on with the air conditioning in that room i'm gonna venture i guess and say like oh poor is well i mean we saw we saw the driblets dribbling it was like listen i know it's a common filming practice like to turn off the ac because the ac is really loud but like it felt like they had the heat on this is another one this is another fucking proving my point, you know, Lydia's mantra of like, he's my husband, he's my husband, he's my husband. Like Izzy was kind of doing a mantra being like, I'm the man, I'm her man, I'm her man. She's going to pick me. She's going to pick me. She's going to pick me. And then he overcompensates, gets in there and he's like, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Izzy's bar mitzvah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I could just smell the anxiety. I mean, they kept on doing the close ups on his foot tapping the Poor guy. I yeah, that was some serious self-regulation trying to happen there. Oh. There's a lot of anxiety. I, I mean, I do feel for him. I just don't like him, so I feel less for him. I guess I'm wondering if you also felt like they hit you like a train out of left field. Because they both said that, and that's not a thing. And I don't mean to be <laughs> nitpicky, but another nitpick. No, you can't do that anyway. As a therapist, you can't say I don't mean to be nitpicky and then be nitpicky. Okay. You can't make mistakes as a therapist like that. You can't ever be you can't ever fuck up. You have to be a perfect person. Train out of left field, not really yeah, a wait, phrase. What is the phrase? They, it hit me like a what? Like a ton of bricks. Sure. Or that came out of left field. Yes. But this train that's coming out. That train is just coming out of that left field. No tracks were laid. Going back to Izzy's ideal love fantasy being the titanic which speaks for itself this was what i what this is what i think was the true train wreck that came out of both the left right and center fields it was easy being like yeah well uh, maybe i understand why she's 33 and single and like you know wants a guy with money and that's never worked out for her before and i'm like whoa he says i can give you everything a fucking rich wealthy 45 year old man who will always like fail you, like can't give you. He says something like that. Like I can give you everything. And it was like, that's not the point. It's not about what I can give you. It's about the two of you working together Mm -hmm. on something. (sighs) 
I don't know. It's like this fucked like masculinity. I'm the, yeah. I have to be the provider thing. Well, he kept saying, I'm the man. She wants me to be this calming man. And I'm like, do you love her? Or did you just want her to love you, baby boy? <laughs> I don't believe you. That's what I mean when I say like, Izzy just feels performative to me. I'm like, you're just trying to be whatever the other person wants you to be. And yo, like sometimes Lydia the two of them just like have some weird similarities for me. I can't believe we almost closed out on on Izzy and Stacy without talking about the poem that Izzy wrote. That it was Stacy like, read to her mom. That Stacy read to her mom about wanting his hands to be like pasty so they could be close to her nipples. I, look, I'm I'm all about some dirty talk, but that felt that wasn't even. That felt strange. If anything, I don't think she said no because of the credit scores. I think she said no because of the fucking poem. I think she might have said no just because she's got so much <laughs> avoidance stuff. Yeah. Anytime there was any intimacy, she had to do like goofy voice. Yeah. That whoa. she wasn't sure how to deal with him being emotionally expressive and needing so much from her. And she wasn't being necessarily honest with herself about the extent to which love isn't blind for her. Maybe this was a wake up call with her to get honest about like how money does play in relationships if she has a certain preference around money like i don't think it's our job to shame that i think the issue is that she went on a show that begged her to let that go yes and she did not do that yes i'm gonna rapid fire some things yeah I want to give Milton a lot of credit for how he showed up for Lydia at that party. Yeah. Milt really stood up for her at that party. He really comforted her in a way that I think was really powerful. He's like, you're a badass woman. We have a dinner get to get to. Mm -hmm. Really helped her recenter. I appreciated that. I thought that was a class act in how to handle a partner having an emotional reaction to something and you not taking it personally and not seeing it as a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. And obviously we'll get into the conversation that they had later, but I feel like that was a good, like I saw that Naomi was like watching me and I was like, damn, like I've never experienced a guy just being able to take a step back and be like, how can I be here for her right now and not make it about how her emotions are impacting me? And I just really appreciated that. And I was kind of floored that he was 24 and knew how to do that. Yeah. Um, not that we think that he's the most emotionally mature person ever, but yeah. he's doing some stuff that that's really going to help him in future relationships. I think it was really interesting to see Milton's family and Very. the way that his sister and his mom, I mean, his dad to some extent too, there was this clear dynamic in which he was kind of like feeling like there wasn't a lot of space for him to be himself. There was one moment in particular that I, I really laughed at where his sister was like, I know Milton and I know when he's happy and I can tell he's just not that happy. And my thought was like, he's uncomfortable around you. Like Mm -hmm. you're making him nervous and uncomfortable and like he's in the hot seat and like his partner is in the hot seat. Like that's why you're not seeing like good old happy go lucky Milton. Yeah. Because it's you. It's you. It's really you. Um, And when you see him happy, it's probably nothing to do with him it's because he knows that he's doing something that makes you happy yeah the protective parts of of her and perhaps the mom too kind of showing up being like why wouldn't this older woman be interested in our son and what's the end game and what's this all about you know i I understand those protective parts but i also could see how he pushes up against them he can't actually be honest with them like yeah maybe i am a little nervous about this decision yes he can't say it and you don't really hear him say it until it's like really close to the wedding where he's like man everyone else is doubting this like 
Should I be concerned? It's kind of like this, like, I told you so energy of like, we know Mm. it's best. And that's when he's like, sometimes I just will do whatever I want to do, even if they tell me not to, or especially because they tell me not. Right. Even when they're giving good advice, it's almost like it doesn't hold any merit to him because of the way that they present everything. Yes. A hundred percent. It's a dynamic situation where he doesn't really have space to hear them because he doesn't feel like he has space to learn with them. It's like they, they... it's their way of the highway to well, some extent. And if love and relationships are a business deal, I mean, think about that. If you sign off on something that you change your mind about later, that's a whole fucking legality issue. It's it's a failure. Right. And I think that's what makes it so hard for him to be real with them and, and to set those boundaries. If I could say, though, his dad says something. Sometimes parents come in on these sh- types of shows and they give like their life advice. About I liked his dad. How to do marriage. And his dad said something really powerful he said mm-hmm. learn how to fight fair yes and i think that's a really great way to bring us into that dinner conversation that they yeah. had where you could tell that it started with something small and then it just built and built and built to their bigger core issues which i see all the time when i'm doing couples work mm. it starts with something very small like i don't like the way that you talk to me with that tone or or why did you have to buy this thing when i told you to buy that thing mm-hmm. and then it turns into like you're too emotional well you're not validating enough like mm-hmm. it gets to this really deep stuff mm-hmm. he kept saying like i'm not judging you i'm just telling I you know. i would have preferred you handle another way i think he needs to own like that is a judgment it's a judgment call i judge your reaction and the way you handle that as unideal Having a judgment is not always the worst thing. I know. I think we are like conditioned to think, I don't want to gossip. I don't want to judge. I don't want to do, I don't want to be ever be jealous. I don't want to have a single fucking bad emotion because I am, I have reached nirvana. And it's like, yo, like you don't get to defy the human experience of having emotions, being triggered and fucking up. It would be so cool if he could have identified that as a part. Yeah. If he could have been able in that moment to be like, there's a part of me that's still struggling with that moment that tells a story. The story is, and I'm completely riffing here, but the story could have been, my girlfriend doesn't know how to hold herself steady in emotional moments and she's drawing attention to us. And I grew up in a family where we don't draw attention to ourselves. And so that means we're bad, right? Like whatever that story could have been for him. I wish he could have spoken for that because you see them both get more and more kind of divisive and dig their heels into their sides when really there was a lot to be empathized with on both sides. I mean, yeah. First of all, when he kept on saying you're too emotional, this is where he sort of dug himself a hole, I think, with women because women have just been told that as this thing to shame us for like, oh, you're too emotional. And I don't think that he actually meant that. Like, honestly, I'm going to go out on a, a limb here and say that that was the wrong word choice. I think it was more about like the emotional reactivity and volatility that sometimes Lydia brings to a conversation when she's triggered, which is fine. But I also wanted him to own the fact that there is a part of Milton that is asking himself, am I okay with a woman who not only has the kind of emotional reactivity that she has, but also, which is the most important part, doesn't seem like she's very interested in changing it or working on it. I think it's fair of Milton to not necessarily want to be in partnership with that. What I don't think was fair was expecting her to be a different person because he's like you gotta basically like handle situations like me and it's like Milton she's never probably going to be able to handle situations like you and that's something that you're gonna have to accept 
Yeah. Not saying you are a bad person because you are emotionally reactive. Yes. And just to, and just to like cover you, because I think we're both on the same page, her reactivity to Uche, I thought was completely appropriate. Oh, oh yeah. Just to be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not yeah. talking, yeah. I, I 100% yeah. agree. I mean, what I felt watching that was two very core wounds for each of them yeah. coming up. You know, her wound is... I know it's about to happen. You're going to mm-hmm. tell me that I didn't handle my traumatic experience correctly. You're going to invalidate the seriousness of the trauma experience. All of her gunk and junk that mm-hmm. she's had to deal with from Uche and probably from past relationships, mm-hmm. it's all there. She's like, don't you tell me that I wasn't justified to mm-hmm. feel hurt because that was hurtful. Which so I don't sh- blame her. No, I, get, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you hear that story, no one's going to blame her. Mm -hmm. That story is a really compelling story. Mm -hmm. His story is, don't you make me lose my individuality and make me get swallowed up. Like, I don't want to be afraid to give feedback or afraid to say what I want or my opinion because I'm more of the kind of the people pleaser go with the flow Mm -hmm. and lose myself. And you see, he kind of loses himself in his family. They're like, you don't know how to make decisions for yourself, Milton. You're too young for this, Milton. He's being like... I need to be able to say how I feel. And she's saying, I need to be able to feel what I feel. Mm. And really, like, they can work through this. Yeah. The note I wrote at the bottom of that, like, dinner, two things. One was, healthy couples fight like this. Yeah. And two was, wow, the waiter pouring the champagne had some impeccable timing. (laughs) With just coming in at the tensest moment and just... (laughs) <laughs> going in on that no. like he was not about to put that champagne <laughs> bottle down i don't know if somebody was like okay go what? in and in in and in no like, you know send the champagne he had an earpiece yeah <laughs> the producers he's behind the curtains the producers are literally like hands on the shoulders and they're like sending in the troops like, i don't even think it was like the and same go. person it was like go like the thing they could hear milton and lydia lydia's about to bust and he is just running to pour you know he's pouring that champagne yeah. he's walking back thinking like i do not get paid enough for this yeah. fucking job 100 what do you think about both milton will be like oh i'm gonna go against my family i'm gonna like go in opposition of what everybody thinks I should do and do the other thing. I almost feel like Lydia is kind of a mirror in that way because she's like, everybody wants me to not be myself and I'm just going to fully be emotional. And where do you draw the line between I got to accept this about me and okay, is this something that I can work on? Because sometimes I feel like Lydia goes so far in opposition of ever getting feedback that she's unwilling to really maybe take a look at some of these things. I I think this is such a frustrating therapist response, but I think it's a both and. Yeah. It's a both and. It's, look, I'm going to look at how I responded at that party. And I'm going to say that Lydia had gone through so much. And I had some fierce mama bear parts that showed up that said, no. Can you explain mama bear? The parts that I call mama bear parts are the parts that show up to protect us through really asserting heavily boundaries, getting louder and saying, you don't talk to my child like that. Hands over the ears, bring the child away, right? In mm-hmm. in this situation, it was, I'm not going to sit here and listen to Uche's abuse. I'm not going to give him another ounce of a moment to say something hurtful to me. I'm sweeping her away mm-hmm. and I'm going to yell and I'm going to make sure that I'm heard. So it's a powerful mama bear part and we can accept how beautiful and powerful and useful this mama bear part has been in her life and perhaps in that situation when she was with a dangerous person who doesn't let her be heard. Like, we, we kind of need the mama bear actually there. But in other situations, and Milton brought this up about something other than Uche, mm-hmm. I think it would have been valuable to say, how can we get the mama bear part to trust Lydia, the full adult Lydia, 
that Lydia is going to take care of this, that she doesn't need to swoop away and, mm-hmm. and stomp out of the room, that she might be able to hold steady in this moment and say, I know who I am. No matter what this person says to me that they think is true about me, I know who I am. And I'm going to be able to handle it a little bit differently. I might say, you know what, the way you're talking to me, it isn't working for me right now. Mm-hmm. I'd like to try to have this conversation again in 10 minutes. I again am saying though, I actually think we needed, she needed the mama bear in, with the Uche mother because he is actively traumatizing her. Yeah. I would venture a guess that Uche was not the first person to treat her like that. And I think that when she is with more of like a healthy, stable partner, but he's you know, saying things that maybe sound familiar to what she's heard from abusive partners in the past. It's like her response to Milton in that moment. She's in partnership with not only Milton, but in with every abuser that has said similar things in that moment. And that's why unpopular opinion, like I just don't think that Lydia is the quote unquote villain this season. I hope that that's clear. But I actually think like if Milton and Lydia were open to couples therapy, like I think they make a beautiful couple. I think this is like one of those actually good examples of like Lydia is receiving like really healthy love from Milton. Yes, they have work to do, but like this actually could be a healthy couple. If I may say, we kind of see her not partner up with her mama bear part too heavily at that dinner. She does leave the table, but she comes back. Yeah. And she doesn't march away going, fuck you and fuck that. And you're an asshole and totally unhinged. She leaves the table. I I need space. I can't hear this. Like, I need space. She obviously has to self-soothe. She has to go off camera Mm -hmm. and do something for herself. Take some fresh air. Take a moment. She's able to come back. Mm -hmm. That's what we want for her. And hey, what if Milton taught her that in the fucking pods? Yeah. What if he taught her that a little bit? And what if he could learn from her that it's okay to you know, express your feelings and your wants sometimes is she makes more space for that. You know what? I just had a thought. If love is a business deal, the whole idea of emotions being something that can happen in your career and in an office environment, those two things never happen together. It's like we're always trying to take emotion out of business. It always makes me giggle because when people are like, I'm, I'm a really logical person. I don't let my feelings get involved with decisions. Yeah, I, I hope they understand that at a bio-neurological level, our emotions happen before our thoughts do. It's not even up to us whether or not our emotions are part of a decision. They are constantly informing us. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're constantly informing us of our frontal cortex forms later than our limbic system forms. Oh my God. Yeah, so emotions are always, energies are always informing our decisions. Now we might meet people who are really heavily logical. They go, okay, so uh, I know I have thoughts about this. I know I have thoughts about this, but I'm going to use my thoughts and really think my way through this. And I think that there's value to that, but it's never without any emotion. That is so important. I am probably going to use that in every argument with a logical person (laughs) from this day forward. And you're a logical person too. Right. You should talk about how you felt regarding Lydia's vows. Lydia's vows... We're a train out of left <laughs> Lydia did the classic thing that kills me. Not a single thing was about Milty, okay? It was every single one of them was about how Milton has chosen her or showed up for her or finally was the person to deal with her. And I'm like, Lydia, like I need you to say one thing you like about this man. Not that I don't think you don't have things you love about this man, but like the vows were all about his best quality being that he loves her. Yes. I mean, she started off with like, I love you because you chose me. Yeah, that is... Mm. Mm. That goes back to my question that came out of like, a train. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> 
you know, how much, how much is love really about loving ourselves? How much is love really selfish? It's like this whole idea of we have the, this sentiment that like romantic love is always altruistic. Right. And I think it's an and both. It's like, there are some times where you look at your partner and you're like, God, I just love so many things about you. And it's fair that you're loving things in them that reaffirm those things in yourself that maybe you felt were hard to love, but then they're making you feel lovable or you see it in them and you love it in them. Sometimes with with lids, it doesn't feel like an and both. It's like she's really good at giving validation when it's directly related to herself. You made this comment in many episodes, like Mm -hmm. she's asking for that to be given to her all the time. And she's not really able to give it back without it coming from a place of you did this well for me. Uh, Yes. Nothing else? You're going to leave me on that train to die? You got nothing? I'm sorry. I got distracted trying to understand what this note was on my phone. Can you say it again, please? Lydia really wants the validation and the confirmation, and (laughs) she can't (laughs) give it back without making it. I am validating you that you're really good at choosing people, a.k.a. me. (laughs) (laughs) There's something really beautiful about the idea of believing in yourself and Mm -hmm. saying, like, yeah, like, you did make a good choice in choosing me in the same way that Izzy's like, Izzy's like, I'm that fucking man. Like, I just don't believe it when Izzy says it at I all. I just though. don't believe it. That's, I think, my issue with Izzy is he, he, I never believe that he believes it. He's just a little shaky in himself. But I want to make sure that we're not coming off like we're being extra critical of Izzy for being more emotional. Like, I hope we're not calling into question his masculinity because he's expressive and no, because he expresses yeah. a vulnerability. I think it's more just like Izzy says a lot of things that don't really match up with his behaviors. I mean, even the credit card thing where he's saying like, I wasn't trying to lie to you. I knew it would be a conversation where we'd have to talk about it. I wasn't trying to lie to you. I I hear that. But also like Izzy like owns something. She experienced it as not the full truth. I think that I said this actually in one of the first episodes when we were going through that whole love triangle with Johnny is that it's not at all that having emotions feels like emasculating, okay? Like I actually really, really appreciate when men have a lot of sensitivity around things and can come at me and share their emotions or like if you tell me like, oh, don't cry, I'm like genuinely turned off by you. The issue is that Izzy's playing that card of I'm a sensitive guy with emotions, but it's a different ball game to have to be a sensitive guy with emotions and have them spread all the fuck over the floor and ask another woman to clean it up for you. Yes. And then be a man who is steady in himself and knows how to have those emotions and still be centered in that and has like a good relationship with himself. And I think that is where I take issue because he's reminding me of people in my past. He's reminding me of the kind of guy that the only reason I feel like you're not the man you want to be is not because you have emotions. You have no handle on how to be emotionally mature and capable. And you're kind of saying like, I'm going to be that grounding, calming force because you know that's what she wants to hear. But you have no idea how to even do that for yourself. Yes. Like I have nothing to add to that. And it's not because I was distracted. I have nothing to add to that because I I completely agree with you. You got to give it to Iz because he does come up with the jargon of a pod chick. And I love that. Johnny... She's just another pod chick. Yeah. 
I want to be someone's pod chick. I want to be someone's pod chick too, man. Listen, okay. Actually, this is an unpopular opinion about Johnny. All right. I'm going to say it. I'm going to come out here and say it. Say it to us. It's a tidbit by Jamie. No, that doesn't work. It's mm-hmm. a it's a judgment by, by Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> it's a Jamie judgment. <laughs> Ooh, that's probably not. No, the no, no, no. Nick's. Cut. No, but actually, I'll take it because if you're gonna, if you're being nitpicky, Naomi, I'll be judgmental, Jamie. Okay, I can sit in that shit with you. Thanks. Because we're not perfect people, you guys. Which I think is what Johnny says. She's learned about herself. She's like, I learned that like I'm full of flaws or something. She says something like those clips at the very end of episode mm. ten. It's like I don't know if you just learned that. Like, yeah, you were actually pretty forthcoming with acknowledging that. Yes. Yeah. A- Aka, I didn't learn anything from this experience. Maybe she was like, actually, I realize I have more flaws. Perchamps. Um, Okay, so here's where I feel for her. She said, Stacy's not going to like his credit score. She's not going to like, she's probably going to say no. Yo, I did not remember that. I'm like, listen. Fuck. Like, yes, she said a thing that maybe felt inappropriate, but she was fucking right. Dude. The things that Johnny was saying. I wish she understood that there were cameras in the room i really do (laughs) like i think she forgot she was miked i mean let's just be fucking for real for a moment when you're that pissed off when you're in that blended moment with this child part of you i have this part of me okay i could see myself going to naomi if i'm in this love triangle with this person and i'm sharing my experience i'm the anxious person they're the avoidant one stacy's already bringing out some sort of triggers in johnny okay i am going to a trusted source not mic'd and not on camera, but I could see myself going to you, honestly, and saying, I'm going to say something Mm -hmm. that sounds so wildly inappropriate Mm -hmm. and we're not going to repeat it, but I just need to say it. And I would probably say some surface level, stupid, bitchy comment like we've all done with our friends being like, okay, can I be a bitch for a second? Mm -hmm. Come on. And like, I think she's being heavily villainized for maybe having like a little bit of a human moment. I think the real issue is like, okay, Johnny, are you aware that you're saying something bitchy that you probably shouldn't be saying right now that could have been edited she could have actually said like can i be a bitch for a second no one's gonna put that in there they're just gonna have her be a bitch i don't think that she's a bad person for having those moments yeah i'm with you i i agree it's just not her best moment the whole issue with reality tv is people have one bad moment and you're a bad person and i feel like the good distinction is uche had only bad moments and we can say (laughs) that that is somebody where guys we have enough data points to know how we all feel about Uche. Yeah. We really don't have enough on Johnny, I feel like. I actually, I think we should wrap this episode yes. up because we're going to go watch some of the reunion. Naomi's going to go to dinner. We're probably not going to finish it, but we will come back with plenty of thoughts about the reunion. It's probably going to be all sorts of trains coming out of the leftist of fields. <laughs> all the way out there, my friend. Choo-choo. Chugga-chugga. Chugga-chugga. <laughs>